Hey there, I'm Amy, and welcome to the podcast, Fearlessly Facing 50. This podcast is about conversations and connections, and my mission is to encourage women over 40 to live their best life. You know what, ladies, we haven't peaked yet, and we are just getting started. So if you're ready for some real talk with real people and real conversations about what really matters, you found the right place. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get started. Let's get real. Hey there, I'm Amy Schmidt and welcome to the Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast. I'm so happy you're here. It's a beautiful sunny day here today, hot and humid. And if you're like me, you're getting ready to kick off the old flip-flops and lace up the sneakers because fall is about to get started. And I don't know what that means for you, but for me, it means navigating a whole lot of uncertainty at the moment with a young adult daughter, not quite sure when her office will reopen, a son that's thinking about the fact that he's heading back to college, but not quite sure how it's all going to look given there's a lot of remote classes, and a high school junior who has been waiting desperately to get his driver's license. His test was scheduled in April, and of course the DMV was closed, so he's been waiting anxiously. And there was a recently large storm that went through the East Coast and knocked out a lot of power and had a lot of power lines down. And of course, some of the kids' tests got canceled and pushed a few of the other kids in the queue behind, one being my son. So his driver's test is now rescheduled for a couple weeks later than he had anticipated in August. So there's a whole lot of uncertainty we are all navigating. But I wanted to give just something to think about when I wrote the book, Cannonball, Fearlessly Facing Midlife and Beyond. You know, it was a book that I wanted to share my stories and my vulnerabilities because I think there are so many commonalities among women at any age. And you know what? One of the things about the book that I'm getting such great feedback about from readers and from reviewers is at the end of each chapter, there's parts there for you to kind of just self-reflect on your story, where you are in your journey, your circumstance, no matter what that looks like to help you kind of analyze where you are and maybe create some changes and that will propel you forward. So that's what it's all about. So thank you so much for the reviews for the book. Once again, you can find it on Amazon. It's called Cannonball, Fearlessly Facing Midlife and Beyond. And I'm just so happy that it's out there circulating around in the universe and people are finding value in it. That's what's most important to me. I'm really excited to introduce my guest today, Lori Massacott. You know, she's a fabulous woman. And what I love about Lori and what I love about what I'm doing is I get to just share space with amazing women that are encouraging other women at any age to live their best life and to live forward, whatever that looks like. Lori is amazing. She's actually a sober full living coach. She started drinking in 1982. At that time, she had a perm and a deep desire to be confident and accepted by her friends. From that first sip of pink champagne in 1982, she held on to alcohol as if her life depended on it until she realized I did rely on it and that wasn't working anymore. So during this conversation, we'll talk about just different strategies around possibly eliminating alcohol from your life and what that looks like and just kind of Lori's story and the journey that she's been on. So sit back and relax and enjoy my conversation with the incredible Lori Massacott. The best part of being a podcaster and being a midlife podcaster is sharing the space with incredible women 
and I've got one on the show today. So Lori Mascott, welcome to the Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast. I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited about the conversation. And you know what it's about for women listening? You know what? Some people say, Amy, how do you find these people? Like, how do you do this? And you know what? It's the power of connecting with incredible women. And I reached out to Lori and said, hey, this is who I am, any interest. And we started conversing and chatting back and forth and learning about each other. And that's what it's about. It's about taking that step, being brave. Do you feel that way, Lori, with everything you do? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's just that really short conversation that you may feel scared having that will just save so many years off of your life if you just have it and then you connect and you meet other people that are like-minded and it lifts you up. Totally. And, you know, sometimes we get stopped and we think, oh, what if they don't respond? Or, oh, what if they don't get back to me? And, or they don't like me or they don't know who I am or anything like that. And you know what? And the worst case scenario, I used to do that as a mom with little kids and now they're all big. But I used to say, what's the worst case scenario? What's the worst thing that can happen? You know what? She doesn't get back to you. And she says, no, I don't want to be on your podcast or I don't want to spend time with you. And then you're like, okay, you chalk it up to experience, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think it's just that fear going back to when we were kids. Nobody's going to pick me to be on the sports team. I'm going to be the last call. All of those feelings, they still come up. And I think that they're just, they're stronger. But once you start doing it and stepping into that fear and sending that email or having that conversation, then that's when your life will start to change. Yes, exactly. I love it. So let's get started. So give our listeners a little intro to you, Lori. Tell us your story. Thank you. And I want to say thank you for sending that email because it's super cool. (laughs) And you're going to be on my podcast, 250 and beyond. And so we just are having fun together. And I'm really happy to know that you exist, Amy, and your new book. It's awesome. You know, I started podcasting in 2018. The reason that I started podcasting is because I got sober in 2015 Mm -hmm. or 2013, I want to say. I got sober in 2013. I got on Instagram in 2015. I created an anonymous Instagram called 250 and beyond where I was going to talk about my weight and losing weight. And then I realized people on Instagram are talking about sobriety and not drinking. I had gone it on my own for two years and I thought I need to talk about this. It was just burning inside of me to open up this conversation. That's how my podcast started. That's how everything that I'm doing today started with just that anonymous Instagram account. My story in a nutshell, I started drinking when I was 14 because Everyone was doing it in high school. I was a very shy, socially anxious gal. And even though I had a lot of friends, I just was very shy. And I took that first sip of alcohol when I was 14 at a party. And I remember thinking, this will be the answer for my life. I will be able to be courageous. I will be able to be confident. This is it. I can never be without it. And that's where I landed 45 on the couch about to open my second bottle of wine. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Mm. I cannot do it. I was so miserable and just felt like I was completely stuck in life. I was going through perimenopause. I was having Mm. like all of the symptoms plus and people talk about in drinking, did you hit a rock bottom? I I had several rock bottoms that I never acknowledged. And that night on the couch, it wasn't a rock bottom. It was a sign. (laughs) There was a sign coming. Yeah. My higher self was just saying, you've had enough. I don't even know how much more you can drink. It's never going to be enough. And from that day forward, August 11, 2013, I have not drank. I do a lot of work in recovery. I coach women over 40 to stop drinking and just start living Mm -hmm. their life. And that's how I got to this point. And I just love talking about it. And like we were talking about Amy on my podcast, 
talking about menopause and all of those things that there's stigma and shame around addiction and getting sober is really heavy in the shame category. Yes. And so that's what I do every single day. And it gets me out of bed. I love it. I have so much empathy, but then I also have so much hope and belief that women can change their life Mm. no matter what. And no matter how hard it is to quit drinking, that you can do it and you could just blow your mind at all of the things that you will do in life once you walk away from it. Wow. So take me back to that moment. I mean, you're sitting there with maybe popping open your second bottle of wine. What was the next day? You had this feeling like, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not my best self. This is not the Lori I want to be. So what did the next day? You woke up the next day. What happened? Good question. I had really been questioning it for two years. I lost my mom in 2009. By 2013, I hadn't really even fully grieved. I could not get past it. And I was really picking up my drinking a lot more. I've been married. We just celebrated 21 years. I have a son awesome. who at the time was 12. And I had this life where I was just didn't look good on the outside, but I was crumbling Absolutely. on the inside. Yes. That night, I was watching a Lifetime movie. Nobody was home. My son and husband were camping. I was home alone. And I just thought, if I'm going to do it now, if I'm ever going to do it, I need to do it now for whatever that sign, that huge sign was. Now I know it was more God speaking to me. I poured those bottles down the sink. So I had a little bit left in my first bottle. I took the second bottle. I dumped the whole thing down the sink and I stood there crying. I thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't think I can do it, but I have to try. And the next day, my husband came home and I said, I can't drink anymore. And he had started to see the breakdowns, the crying, the lashing out. I was very angry. And so he said, okay, well, I won't drink either. And we met at a bar. (laughs) We drank. He did. I love that. He said, I'm not going to drink. He did. I love my husband so much. And he stuck with it. Now he drinks socially, but you know, whenever he's with his friends and stuff, but not a lot. I mean, we just cut it out and we were heavy, heavy drinkers. Our weekend, everything we did revolved around alcohol. And so when he said that, I didn't believe him. He didn't believe me, but I just stuck with it. I created a mantra. I didn't even know about mantras back then, Amy. It said, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, I will make it through this day. And you did. That's incredible. You know, I look at society. I look at women. I look at just society in general. And we used to live for the weekends and it would be like, all right, you know, we're going to drink on the weekends. Well, now it's become a glass of wine every night, maybe two, maybe a cocktail. Why is that? Why is it? Does it seem like that's just a part of norm, normalcy for relationships? Yeah, because life gets harder. I mean, we have to acknowledge it. Midlife is a great time of life, but it gets hard. It gets heavy. And with the grieving, with divorce, with financial loss still, especially, I mean, we're not even counting 2020 and everything that's going on with our kids leaving. And like we had talked about on my podcast, that role and the identity, it's kind of like, well, who am I? I don't know. And it's just escaping life. And it becomes this like wonderful thing that you do. Like when I was 14, my drinking looked nothing like it did at 45. I had fun. In my 20s, I had fun. It started to get real dark in my late 30s. Mm -hmm. And it just shifts. But, you know, it's just that loosens you up. It makes you feel like you're sexy. A lot of women use it to have sex and they've been doing it for years. So now you're at the middle of life where you don't feel confident in your body and you need it. 
You're telling mm. yourself you need it. And I get all of it. I feel all of it, but you really don't. And to come out of it on the other side of it, you will find more confidence in yourself than you ever thought possible because it is really hard to quit drinking. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And let's talk yeah. about friends. So your social groups, I'm sure that, you know, I look at my social groups, most of us have a glass of wine or, you know, a fun summer cocktail. What was that like when you told your friends, hey, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not doing it. My friends were all, and they still are, my friends that I met. One of my best friends is from kindergarten, and the other ones are from high school. And I had a very tight community growing up. And those friends, our relationship have changed, a few of them, because it was kind of like, well, you're not going to drink anymore? What is that going to look like? Because I was a party girl. I was the rallier. I was the one. Yeah. You're done drinking? No, have more. I mean, have I more. was yeah. that. You were the poor. Yeah. You were the one never an empty uh-huh. glass. Yeah. 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 So a lot of those relationships have kind of drifted apart, but a lot of them are really solid. And I'm very grateful for all of my relationships, no matter if we talk all the time or not. Those relationships are going to come back if they're meant to be. I always believe that. But I've met so many wonderful women in the sober community. So many of my friends now are sober women. The like-minded women, we're building businesses together. We're doing podcasts together. We're talking and sharing our stories with just complete transparency because there is the stigma that is still so strong that you have to realize just you're not alone in anything. Right. And that you will meet people. So for anybody out there, if you're listening and you think, well, I can't stop drinking because of my relationships, there's like three things, you know, you drink with your husband or Mm -hmm. your partner and they're drinking. So you can't quit because it's in the house and they're not going to quit. That's when you have to create your own lane. Mm. You have to realize that the amount of alcohol that is going into his system or her system is not the same. You stand alone and you have to look at how you feel after you drink. Right. And to focus on that. And then also there is that stigma of going out. How will I ever go out? How will I socialize? How will I vacation? All of it. You're going to figure it out and you're going to enjoy it because alcohol does not equal vacation. I mean, it's not a requirement. Exactly. So you just have to change it up. And then another big one is I can't stop drinking because I won't be able to tolerate this relationship. Wow. (laughs) And then also, I don't know if they'll like me. Right. It's still happening in the middle of life, Amy. We're all still still like, I want to fit in with the in crowd and everybody drinks, but not everybody drinks anymore. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. So what about a woman that's listening today that is wanting to start that journey? I mean, she's like, okay, maybe she's, you know, and maybe another part of that question is, do you kind of have to reflect and say, do I have a problem? I mean, do you coach women that may just not really have a drinking problem, but they just really want to stop drinking? I mean, they don't enjoy it that much. It's kind of two different camps, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And I don't believe in labels. That's one thing. I mean, I'm an alcoholic on paper, but I don't say, hello, I'm Lori. I'm an alcoholic. I didn't go to AA as a wonderful source. I didn't go because of that shame and stigma. So the first two years I figured it out through exercise, journaling, meditation, all of the, yes, all of the things I was never doing in my life. I actually picked up a journal in May of 2013 to start tracking my perimenopause symptoms 
-hmm. And by August, I quit drinking because I kept writing notes to myself. Why do you keep doing this? Why are you hungover for three days? You know, why are you treating your body like a trash can with all the junk that I was eating? And so, no, I coach what's next. It's just like quitting drinking is just the first step. That takes no amount of time. It's not the goal to quit drinking. The goal is to become a woman who is happy and confident and free from alcohol. So she doesn't want to drink. And that's what I coach on. But there's all kinds of ways you can get sober today. That's the beauty of the internet. There's online coaching. There are therapists. There's counselors. There's AA. There's different kinds of groups that you can get into to take care of it and to not wait because, you know, we put it off. It's like next year and you're still in the same point. Yeah, It's only going to build. Your tolerance is going to build. And you're not going to be living this really beautiful life. And life is just too short to numb yourself and escape it. Absolutely. So talk to me about this Elevate program that you offer for women. Is it just for women or is it men too? It's women. It's (laughs) women. That's what I said. That's what I said. (laughs) Women. Yes, it's just for women. I actually am just like, I'm in the middle of a rehaul. I wanted to launch it last week, but I didn't get to it because there's so much content going into it. It's a community for women. It's four weeks. It's like a membership. And it's an overall wellness. So there are different modules that will help you stop drinking. There's different modules for setting boundaries because I believe that setting boundaries is huge. Right now, we have to really look around, especially if you're going to quit drinking. Relationships and building new habits, self-improvement, self-care. And I'm also a nutrition coach. There's heavily nutrition-based with eating and just feeling our best self. And I coach every week with these women on Zoom and we just hash things out. It's just a lovely conversation. It fires me up. I get so excited for Thursdays at four o'clock and we just talk and I coach on the calls. I answer any questions. They have an anonymous form they can fill in because I know that that's very helpful to ask questions. It's okay if you want to be anonymous in the beginning. Right, you'll warm right, up right. later and you'll be able to talk and share. And, and we know, Amy, that's when we change our lives, when we're yes. being vulnerable. Yeah, so I'm really proud of it. I'm hoping to have it launched by next week now. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And I'll attach the link to the episode notes so people can get in touch. I just think there's so much power in that. And it's about yeah. opening the dialogue. It is. It's about women sharing their voice and their story. And saying, hey, I'm feeling this way. And all of a sudden, it's amazing when you actually admit that or you become vulnerable because other people are like, wow, me too. It's incredible. Talk to me about a woman that might be listening that is really, really stuck and just struggling and is thinking, I just don't know if I'm ready to be sober because it's going to affect all of these different layers, the social layer and all of this. But she's a piece of her that is saying, you know what? I need to take this step forward. How would you coach that person? What would you tell them? I would say just to take that step forward. I mean, it's just all in that first step. Mm -hmm. And then always get like-minded women around you, people that you can talk to. And like I just mentioned, all of the resources that you can tap into, even getting on Instagram and building an anonymous account. I tell women that all the time. If you don't feel like you're able to share your story right now, It Mm -hmm. helped me so much. It completely changed my life. I mean, I changed it to my name probably six months after, maybe even sooner after I had started it. But sharing your story and getting vulnerable, but really it starts with you. You got to be honest with yourself. And if you have that burning in your gut, like, "Mm, this isn't working anymore. You don't have to say, I'm a binge drinker. I'm a gray area drinker. I'm an alcoholic. It doesn't matter. You just say, I don't want to keep doing this to myself. I know I deserve better. I know I want more. And Mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to go towards. And then you just, you keep this like feeling with you. How do you want to feel? And you focus on that every single day. And then you become 
the woman you want to become. It's giving yourself permission. We don't do that enough as women. You know, give yourself permission to treat yourself as a guest of honor. That's what I always say. We have to do that. Yeah, we have to do that. I love that. It's the difference between avoiding yourself and numbing out is paying attention to yourself and asking yourself just some really simple questions. Like, why isn't this working for me anymore? A lot of women just struggle with the fight like I did, moderating and trying to make rules about drinking and trying to justify drinking. That's exhausting. I got to the point where I thought, this is more work, I think, than Mm -hmm. getting sober. It was Mm -hmm. exhausting me because you're constantly disappointed in yourself. You're breaking your own rules. You're waking up in the morning saying, I'm not going to drink tonight. And then you drink and then you wake up the next morning. I am a loser. I have no control. It's just, it has to end. So if you just have that inkling, if you just want to check it out, you follow that curiosity Mm -hmm. and nothing's going to happen overnight. That's for sure. It's a marathon, Um, not a sprint. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You go all in and you get to the other side of it and you think, I just had a client yesterday. We just wrapped up our session say, if I had known what this was going to be like, I would have done it so much sooner. I had no Mm -hmm. idea what I was missing out on. That's incredible. So where do you see yourself in the next few years, Lori? I mean, you've been podcasting, you have all this coaching that you do for women to be their best selves. Where do you see yourself? What do you want to do in the next three to five years? I really want to do a conference for women in the middle of life. And Me just, too. Me oh, too, see, sister. We collaborate. See? We speak at each other's conferences. I was actually yes. going to do a retreat this year. I had it planned with a gal who's a nutritionist. She was going to cook. It was going to be up in Washington. And of mm. course, with COVID, we can't do it. So I was like, right. I'm going to start with the retreat. <laughs> yep. And then I'm going to yep. build it out. I have it all in my vision. And I would love to get my book started and write my memoir. Yeah, and, yes, you know, do it. Yeah, all of it. I know I would love to talk to you about that sometime, how you started that, because it's been a real desire of mine for a long time. And just continuing with the podcast, just keep going and mixing it up with different topics, because right. what you said on my podcast, Midlife is so multifaceted. There's things yep. that I haven't even touched on yet. Exactly. It is so multifaceted. And I am on a mission, man, to change that. When you Google midlife, I do not want to see the drop down being crisis. I want it to be opportunity. And we can do that. I know we can do it. I really do. And I definitely want to have you. So spring 2021, I'm going to do a midlife women's retreat. And I would love for you to be there because you have so much value. I hear it in your voice, just your passion about what you do. And you're inspiring. And that's what we need. And we need more of it. So thank you for that. I will definitely be there. Yeah, it's on the docket. We're just going to start planning because COVID has made things change. I mean, my book launch is virtual. You know, you just got to readjust and recalibrate. But women are still thriving on community. And that's why it's important to keep engaging and keep encountering women like you, Lori, that are making a difference. And that's what's important because whether we're virtual or not, you know, who knows when this is going to change? We have to keep those conversations going and that community connectedness. I think it's so important. So my last question for you is one I ask every guest. So I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. I don't even have a feeling. Like sometimes I get a feeling of what somebody's going to say. I don't because I know (laughs) you're going to blow me away. So if you were sitting on the couch... And you look over and you see 30-year-old Lori sitting there. What advice would you give her? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Don't make me cry, Amy. I could start crying (laughs) at any minute. I would say, Uh, you know, all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for your life is the complete opposite. Stop drinking because of your anxiety. It's mm -hmm. making it worse. Go into your 30s with taking care of yourself. Lose the weight, exercise, work out. Take care of your mind first. 
you have a lot to offer this world and you are hiding yourself and it's time to step out. You're, well, no, I wasn't a mom yet. I wasn't even married yet. It's just like you have this future coming. You want to have kids, you know, all of it. Like you need to prepare yourself and then also prepare yourself for menopause. <laughs> I'd be yep, really, I'd exactly. be really, but all of those things that I talk about exercise and losing the weight. I mean, I've lost about close to 70 pounds since after I had my son, I've always gone up and down with my weight. It was always so heavy on my mentality more than my physical body. And right. I just drank over all of it. So I think that I would just say, it's okay. Give her a nice hug. You're mm -hmm. going to be okay. You can go out. You can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. Thank you for that. I love that. Go give her a big hug. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for sharing this space with me. I'll link everything to the episode notes so people can reach out to you and connect and just meet you. I think it's fabulous. So thank you. I wish I could jump across the states in between us and give you a big hug, but just know I really appreciate this time and value your message. Thank you. Amy, I feel the same way. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for everything that you're doing. I'm so excited for you. I appreciate yeah. you and thank you for listening. Sounds great. Did you know that 96% of women in midlife suffer from lack of energy? Does this sound familiar? I'm Jill Angelo, and I started Genev, a virtual clinic for women in menopause. Maintaining energy is something we all care about in our 40s, 50s, and 60s. My team of physicians got together and formulated Genev Vitality, a new multivitamin for women in midlife. It's rich in vitamins and nutrients that we commonly do not absorb as well when we hit our prime. Most women who try Vitality feel a difference in the first three weeks. To learn more, go to Genev.com slash shop and listen to Dr. Wendy Ellis, a naturopathic doctor with 20 years experience working with women, share more about Genev Vitality and what it can do for you. Thanks so much for joining in the episode today. I hope that you found some great value in our conversation and there are some things you can pull out and apply to your own life to create your cannonball moments and take on this phase with confidence. One thing I wanted to remind all the listeners is that something I'm offering with Genev, G-E-N-N-E-V, as in victor.com, I started the Vitality Pack Vitamins about seven or eight days ago, and I tell you, I have never felt better. I'm really not kidding. I get nothing. I don't have an affiliation with this particular product or anything like that. I just think it's fantastic, especially for women that might have some thinning hair or sleep problems or, I mean, just everything, fatigue and maybe low iron or vitamin D, all of those things. This multi-pack of vitamins is amazing and I have never felt better. And to be honest, I've never slept better. So we are, Genev is offering 50% off of any product on their website. And I encourage you to try the Vitality Pack, G-E-N-N-E-V as in victor.com. You can go ahead and order the vitamin and you put in Cannonball 50, 50. So Cannonball 50, when you check out and you get 50% off your purchase. So a huge shout out to Jill Angelo at Genev and the incredible vitamins, the Vitality Pack that I've been trying and I encourage you to check it out. And until next time, like I always say, go forth and be awesome and reach out to somebody that really needs it this week. Be in touch soon.